Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. These guys have been decomposing for years. The Flowerland Garden Show is playing live on News Radio Wood 1300 at 106.9 FM. And good morning, my entrepreneur friends across the rooted plain. It's the Flowerland Show on a beautiful Saturday morning. Thank you so very much for tuning us in and sharing part of your Saturday with us. Rick, Doug, Christy, left to right across your radio dial, live high above. Hang on a minute. Doug, Christy, pinch yourself. Are we live? We are. Not really sure. <laughs> Are you awake over there, Christy? She's playing I'm, something on I'm her having phone. some hearing issues right now. <laughs> Rick, Doug, Christy, two fun guys in a crackpot high above downtown Grand Rapids. Great view up here. Engineer, producer extraordinaire, Brian Fongers at the controls. Brian, good to see you. Thank you very much for being with us on the Flowerland Show this morning. And George Arthur behind the glass. Already busy taking phone calls, 616 616- 774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. Almost forgot a second there where, we're I, here. where I am. We are here. But we're here. Yeah. Very good. Nice note from uh, Judy uh, this morning on Facebook. Uh, Judy, thank you very much. Judy says, love your show all the way from St. Croix County, Wisconsin, keeping my Saturdays relevant and humorous. Thank you very much, Judy, listening there in uh, in Wisconsin, 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. Now, of course, you guys know that um, I still feel that I missed my calling in life because I wanted to be a meteorologist, but instead now I'm relegated to being a meteorologist. So let's talk a little bit Safer. of weather right off the top. Yeah, they won't blame you for it's as safer. much. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. They won't. Uh, you get to blame the real guys. I don't have the degree, so they, no. I don't have to take the uh, the blame. But uh, fascinated by the uh, fascinated by the weather, and uh, a reminder uh, for our listeners too. Do you remember this uh, May 31, 1998? And George shared that with me this morning. Also, Grand Haven, Spring Lake, Ferrysburg, twenty years. Since that uh, that windstorm came through and just made a total mess, wind gusts 120 miles per hour in the early morning hours of Sunday, May 31, 1998. You guys remember that? I do. That was I amazing. Do. Rolled across Lake Michigan, slammed into the lakeshore. They call it a derecho. Derecho. Uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, I, I referenced that in my book. I just wet my plants. And I remember the trees that were toppled like toothpicks. Roofs were ripped off buildings, but trees toppled like toothpicks, particularly in the Spring Lake area. And trees that we thought were, uh, you know, just giant, strong trees went over 
And uh, when they went over, it was fascinating to see hollow at the core. Uh, and so they were, uh, they were deteriorating. Uh, but that happened 20 years ago already, May 31st, 1998. All right, I feel like I'm doing a show alone here. What, what are you doing over there? Are you playing games? We're having, no, you, we're uh, having electronic difficulties. I have no headphones. Can I get in on I this? I can hear nothing, barely. Everything this could be sounds a good like it's underwater. Oh, oh, oh. Um, you can hear nothing quiet. right now? There's nothing there. L- there's nothing there. There's, <laughs> I, I don't know... I don't know if anybody can fix it, but it doesn't work. <laughs> people, people say that about me all the time, Christy, so uh, that's okay. Brian's busy trying to get you connected there. Uh, 616-774-2424, our number. We already have calls lined up from Nunica to Rockford, Ada, and Allegan. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. I had posted a picture also on my personal Facebook page that I think resonated with people, and that is um, the Tropical Depression Alberto. Uh, that came ashore on Lake Michigan Wednesday night. Uh, Well, it's a a tropical cyclone, actually. Uh, And for one to reach the shores of Lake Michigan, very unusual, according to NOAA. Um, Not the NOAA and the ARC guy, (laughs) Christy, the uh, NOAA, NOAA, the weather. Uh, uh, Let me get this right for you. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. That's a mouthful. Yeah, it's uh, another alphabet soup thing. They were saying beyond Lake Michigan, only seven tropical systems have ever made it to the Great Lakes. And uh, it was quite something. I took some pictures as it came in. A tropical depression to make the shores of Lake Michigan. Now, in addition to that, we will also talk about the fact, this is very interesting, uh, and there was a story on M Live yesterday on this, that uh, May was one of the warmest on record. May was one of the no. warmest... <laughs> On record. And you, you think about that. Um, April was one of the coldest on record. May was one of the warmest on record. What's going to happen in June? Say, well, what, what are you telling if, us? If you believe the 30-day people, June will probably be one of the driest on record. June looks fabulous, yes. And as far as dry is concerned, I always keep track of my friends in Seattle and Seattle had one of the hottest and driest months on record. Uh, just fascinating. Or to see a temperatures close to 100 degrees in Minneapolis on Memorial Day, when just a month prior, we had snowstorms. I mean, it's just fascinating. And, and what effect does it have on plants? One of the things that I want to touch on this morning also, if we get the opportunity, and we will talk trees a bit, um, I'm fascinated by the mess that oak trees make, the catkins that fall off mm, these trees. Mm. Uh, unreal. And, of course, the pollen that they produce, that yellow pollen uh, that causes people to suffer. So if you had that hot weather, <laughs> which brings up another interesting point, shiny Same thing. thing. Shiny <laughs> that, we're going to get to the calls here. Uh, but I had posted on Facebook also that I do not like air conditioning and asked people for their opinion for the show We'll You're share, out of your mind. Right. We'll share some of those <laughs> opinions also. Fascinating. Fascinating to see how people react to that. Uh, but those oak tree catkins, also known as worms, snakes, strings, or tassels, uh, and a gentleman who uh, had parked his car under an oak tree, and I guess there's some drains in the uh, the hood of the car or whatever that got plugged. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, caused water to build, and then the whole electrical system shorted out on You can car. tell Rick's a real car guy. Uh, <laughs> for me, you know, if a car breaks down, I lift the hood and I look, and I, I look for a big on-off switch that switched to off. And if I can't find that, well, then I'm spent. He's, he's the one that says, well, you know, the doohickey hit the thingamajig, and, you know. <laughs> we'll take a break here on the Flowerland Show, Cultivate a Little Commerce. George has been busy lining up phone calls, and so I promise... We'll dive right into those after the break. Nice folks holding from Nunica to Rockford to Ada to Allegan. Thank you very much. And for all of you listening across the rooted plain, wherever you may be, Wisconsin, Arizona, Florida, here in Michigan, thank you very much listening on your iHeartRadio app. It's the Flowerland Show on your Saturday morning. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. But when I see you hanging about with anyone, it's not unusual. Celebrating 25 years of compelling stock radio, you're hearing the Flowerland Garden Show on Wood Radio. All right, you, my friend, are in for a root awakening. It's the Flowerland Show. Rick Doug Christie on your Saturday morning. Let's go right to the phone lines. We're going to start out this morning with uh, Cart in Allegan. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? So did I get your name right? Because I was about to call you Kurt. Nope, it is cart. It's cart. Excellent. Shopping cart, go-kart. I love it. I love it. So what's going on in beautiful Allegan this morning cart? Well, I'm cleaning up some winter work, and around that winter, that's what we call firewood, around that winter work, my uh, Kentucky bluegrass is going to seed. How long does it take to go to good seed where I can replant the seed? Interesting. It it will never go to good seed. (laughs) And what you have there is annual bluegrass. And annual bluegrass is actually considered a weed. Um, what will happen is, is those little seeds will fall to the ground. That little tiny plant they were connected to will die. And late in August, September time, going into October, those little seeds will germinate again. And over winter is a little green blade of grass. And then next year you'll have all those weird little seed heads again. And it keeps spreading and you get bigger and bigger patches of it and more and more of it. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. And for you, Cart, as well as our listeners across the rooted plain, uh, if you're keeping score at home and you want to Google it, here's a good thing to Google. It would be POA, P-O-A, so that's P-O-A, and then Anua. Anua, yeah. Yes, A-N-N-U-A. So it's P-O-A, one word, and then the second word, A-N-N-U-A, and you'll learn... More and more about well, POA. You know, Christy, POA is Greek for fodder. Isn't that interesting? The I don't speak Greek. <laughs> it's Greek to you. Uh, but the good news is it is it is treatable and controllable. You just got to wait till that August, October window to do it. Okay. Good luck to you, Cart. Thanks for the Thank call. You. Appreciate it. Uh, 616-774-2424. You can jump on his line. Let's talk next. To Deborah in Rockford. Deborah, good morning. You, my friend, are on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Good morning. I have an iris bed that is full of quack grass. Oh. And every year I try to pull it. That's so frustrating. I, I don't get rid of it. Yeah. And it just comes back, comes back year after year. Absent killing everything or digging it all up, is there something that I can put on that will kill the quack grass 
but leave the iris intact. Let's uh, let's break this down a minute. Uh, Deborah, odds are that because of the nature of quack grass and its very rhizotomous thick roots, yes. uh, Christy, by uh, with Deborah trying to do the right thing here by pulling don't, out the grass, essentially pull. she's propagating yeah, it. Don't pull it. Don't you're just yeah. letting it have babies. <laughs> yeah. So they're having babies, Deborah. Yeah. So now there's a couple things you can do. Um, you can dig the iris up in August because, you know, we usually clean up the, the rhizomes, get any soft, mushy spots off. We clip the greens back, that kind of thing. Um, and you can do when you've got those out of the ground, you can spray the quack grass and get rid of that before you replant the iris. OK, that's one alternative. If you don't. Sometimes I let I slack and I don't dig my iris up every year and divide them and all that kind of stuff. If you no. don't, no, I do. I slack. Wow. <sighs> um, but slacker. Anyway, so if you don't do that, then you can strategically get an old pair of rubber gloves. We actually have a couple products, um, like pulverize and burnout, which are organic forms of weed and grass killer. Okay. That a lot of people use, but again, you have to be careful with them. But an old pair of rubber gloves and a sponge or a rag, and you basically act like you're going to pull it out, but you're wiping the chemical onto the grass. Just onto the grass. Correct. And then the it iris. goes down okay. and it burns off the tissue, and you'll have to do it a couple of times, but you, you'll deprive the roots of food, and they'll, the plant will die. Okay, so that's called burnout, you said? Burnout is one. Pulverize is another. We, we have several. Um, they all work basically in the same formulation, though. They're all and they are natural, so you don't have to worry about you know if you have kids or pets around playing or if the dog goes out and eats a piece of grass, it's not going to hurt them. Perfect. That's my um, way of gardening. Lazy gardener. <laughs> well, there you go, Deborah. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. That's uh, Doug. That sounds like uh, Christie's driving habits: burnout and pulverize. Right? <laughs> no, it that's is. my motto: burnout and pulverize. <laughs> I have that on a T-shirt. <laughs> Six, I'm sure you do. Six one six seven seven four twenty four twenty four. Our number here on the Flowerland Show. Uh, let's uh, let's go next to beautiful Nunica. And uh, we're going to talk to a gentleman with a great gardening name. I love this name, uh, a gardening name, Bud. Bud, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Yeah, good morning. What's happening in Nunica? Uh, we have a log house, and we've got trouble with carpenter bees, mm. uh, board holes, and uh, it's way up high in the peak. And okay. is there something there that I can... Kill them or get rid of them? Or Let me mention, first of all, from experience um, from experience on that issue, wouldn't be a bad idea to, to uh, involve a prof professional uh, pest control person uh, because those are tough to deal with. However, Christy, uh, there are things Bud could do. Right, and dust is your best bet because what they do is they bore a hole in and then they make little tunnels throughout the wood. So you want to get a dust in the openings, and then as the bees, because they're fat and fuzzy, go in and out of the openings, they pull that dust further and further into the nest where the other larvae and other bees will come in contact with it and ingest it. So That's dust works Dust works really well. Pardon? It's 20 feet up in the air. Yeah, and, and that's why Rick was suggesting a professional. Um I mean, an extension ladder, you know, you can get 15, 20 feet in the air, but I don't know how willing you are to get up that high. Some people don't like heights. Correct. Many times you're dealing with, with them in roof decks, and mm -hmm. I had uh, personal experience with this also, and it, 
I'm, I'm just being honest. Right. It, re- it required uh, well, a pest control. And we actually we carry a product at Flowerland. It's an expanding foam product also for people who are having issues that are lower to the ground. You stick the nozzle in the hole, you hit the button, and it foams the, the tunnels full of insecticide. But again, it's it's got to be at a lower level where you can actually reach it comfortably. Yeah. I made some of them little, what it's called bee houses, that they're supposed to go in and then drop down in a jar. Mm-hmm. But they don't. Go nowhere, nowhere's near. Yeah, with this with this type of bee, they're and not attracted stru- to that yeah, type thing. And in a wood structure, you're. I really truly believe, Bud, that you're going to have to involve, uh, especially. You said you had a, a log house, log wood house. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's. I would definitely involve them. No question about it. Especially when you have uh, that type of uh, investment. Thanks for your call, Bud. Appreciate it. Six one six. 774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. Uh, again, back to the, the weather and the amazing weather weather from uh, snowy April to hot May. Uh, and now June looking like this uh, may be beautiful, but I had posted in Facebook about the fact that I don't like air conditioning, and the responses of people are just absolutely fascinating. Um, and there were, of course, uh, numerous, uh, uh, numerous comments that... Um, uh, individuals uh, who experience hot flashes need AC. Uh, also, the pollen issue. That's big a deal. big one. That's a big one. It's a big one, a believe big me. One. But I guess it just fascinated me because we had this really uh, hot day. I don't know what day it was. I think it was Thursday or whatever. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, it was really Thursday, hot. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. <laughs> I pulled up to a uh, I pulled up to a intersection, a very busy intersection. I would say there had to be at least forty cars there waiting at the intersection, and I realized that I was the only person with his windows rolled down and the radio cranked up, and everyone else their windows were up, and I just kind of like they had I, nothing to do to air conditioning, it had to do with your taste in music. <laughs> am I really that odd? <laughs> Am oh, I do really you really want to talk about that on the air? <laughs> 616-774-2424. Uh, our number here on the Flowerland Show. Would love, to, uh, would love to hear from you this morning, wherever you are across the rooted plain. Uh, however, we are at the bottom of the hour. Folks on hold, Kentwood to Granville. Hang on. We're going to get to you here shortly. We're going to update you with the news first here on News Radio with 1300 FM. Love to invite you to visit thankyouverymulch.com. Check that out. Uh, copies of I Just Wet My Plants available at Flowerland Stores, Schuler Books and Music, and the link right there at thankyouverymulch.com. And thank you very much for your support. The news is next. Stay tuned. Rick Doug Christie on your Saturday morning. We'll be right back. Even after 25 years, they've gathered very little moss. This is the 25th anniversary of the Flowerland Garden Show, live on Wood Radio. Yeah, you got that right. Uh, what? Show number 1,302. Two. <laughs> yeah. Rick Doug Christie on your Saturday morning. Thank you very much. Use your two lips and speak to me. Pick up the phone right now. 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. Rick, Doug, Christie, on your Saturday morning. 
As a matter of fact, let's uh, let's dive right back into them. I'm going to talk to Laura in Granville next. Uh, Laura, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hey there. Happy anniversary. Thank Boy, you I, very much. I love your show. Um, I have tomato plants. I just put in their heritage and organic, and they're getting all yellow and curly on the leaves from the bottom up. Mm. All kind of dark bluish vein. Mm. That's not That's good. Amazing. Uh, let me mention uh, for folks who are planting uh, tomatoes this weekend, uh, we recommend deep. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Planting them, planting them deeper than the pot that they come in. We pinch off a few of the bottom leaves. And it's important not to have leaves touching the soil uh, when you plant your tomatoes. Provide proper spacing. They're going to get big especially if it's yeah. an indeterminate tomato and, of course, providing support for good air circulation. Christy, to see that this early is kind of unusual. It is, but with the humidity and all the rain we just had, um, I think that we're going to see a lot of this, in the, especially in the, in, the, in the heirloom varieties, because a lot of those, um, while they produce very gorgeous, tasty tomatoes, are not real blight and disease resistant. Is it blight already? It could be. Um, now, it also could be a nutrient issue. Yeah. You said it's from the bottom up. You could have a, an initial nutrient issue. Did you fertilize when you planted? I don't. Well, no, I don't think I did. I did. Okay. Epsom salt in the hole. Okay, well let's get some let's get some tomato tone or some garden tone and get that into the soil. Um, okay. That's a nice slow release organic. It's got all your traces in it, so that's a good way to go. Lots of calcium, which tomatoes love. Up again and re- no, 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 no. That's not that's not necessary. As long okay. as your as long as your container has drainage, or are you in the ground? I'm in the ground. Okay, don't dig them back up. Totally unnecessary. We're yeah. just gonna sprinkle this around the plants, scratch it in a little bit, water it in, whatever. But Rick is right. We want to water at ground level. We want to have lots of air circulation, and we want to have lots of good full sun. And don't you say anything about me saying you were right. Because are you that was recording an there, Brian? Are it you? Was, let's let's a loop total that. Accent. Okay, we'll loop that. Yeah, <laughs> but. I have one <laughs> question, and I do have organic fertilizer at home. I don't know if it's tomato tone or not. I bet you it is. Anyways, um, uh, compost. I cut all my grass this morning while it was nice and cool and breezy, and I put grass clippings in the garden. 
Now, do I just put them in and spread them out? You're going to get hundreds of different opinions on that. Uh, I wouldn't use grass clippings. I wouldn't use because, fresh grass clippings. Yeah, they tend to, uh, you know, they tend Grow. to mass and interlock, and, and they, they get that ammonia they, thing going exactly, on. Exactly, and, and they don't breathe. So I don't like using them. In addition, Christy, you you have to evaluate what you've put on your lawn. Correct, because some herbicides will be retained in the grass blades for up to four weeks. Okay, I don't put anything on my grass. Okay. okay. Vegetables. Right. All right. Yeah, but so, some people use grass clippings for different reason too. Some use it for just for the pass. You know. Yeah. So. If you're just doing it to keep weeds out from between the rows, that's fine. But if you're using it as a mulch, it can get a little bit icky and and slimy and ammonia. Sticky. Okay. All right. Well, I I it didn't fill the whole garden, so I'll just spread it real thin and hope it dries out fast. And Laura, as far as the fertilizer that you believe you have, let me just mention. Christy mentioned the tomato tone. The reason that we recommend that fertilizer is because it has micronutrients in it, including important calcium for good cell wall development on those tomatoes. Okay. Oh yeah, I throw eggshells in too and squish them up. I step on them and squish them up. So that, they're on the top, though. That makes you an entrepreneur, Laura. <laughs> I appreciate you so much, and happy anniversary again. Thank you very much, Laura. Appreciate your support. 616-774-2424, our number. Let's go to Holland and talk to Joanne. Joanne, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hi, good morning. Good well, morning. Thank you so much. I'm so nervous talking to you guys. You're like celebrities to me. Oh, don't be um, uh, don't be nervous. We're entrepreneurs. We are. Uh, we don't take ourselves seriously, Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, uh, I have a three-year-old plum tree um, that I planted uh, as a baby three years ago, and it's got a gazillion baby plums growing on it. Awesome. And I'm, I'm really new at this, and my question is, what do I have to do to protect the fruit uh, so that I yield a healthy uh, basket of plums? I think you're really smart planning ahead. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Now, of course... Uh, are you using a fruit tree spray on your plum trees? I am not using anything. That's why I'm calling you. Okay. okay. If, if you want to go natural, which most people do with food crops, we do carry Bonide Orchard Spray. The Orchard Spray is a natural product. Um, mm-hmm. It will protect against disease and insects, and you can start spraying. You know, you're, you've were past petal fall. You've set fruit, so you can start spraying now. Okay, and how often do you spray? About every 10 days to two weeks. It'll be on the label instructions. It kind of depends at what stage of development the fruit is. So it'll give you this cute little chart that'll say, if you're at this point, spray this often. If you're at this point, spray this often. And Yeah, and it depends really on the season, and it depends on how you uh, did it before. I mean, there's a dormant spray we could use in the fall and early spring. And it, a lot of times if you get in front of it, you don't have as much spraying behind. Correct. And so, but since we're past that dormant season spray from the spring, now next spring you're going to want to tune in and kind of listen to us. And, and not that people always listen to us, but you're going to want to kind of tune in. Did you we'll, say something? We'll give you a general idea of when to apply that dormant spray. And dormant spray isn't just for fruit trees. It's for flowering ornamentals. It's for a lot of things. And it's, it's again, it's a natural thing. It suffocates eggs. It suffocates diseases. And so, but right now we're on the back end of that. So this orchard spray is a good way to go. Should Joanne be worried in her planning here about birds? Actually, yes, because birds like little tiny plums. They're very sweet and very tasty, yeah, kind of like a cherry. Um, and a lot of people will get netting. We do sell bird netting that will fit various oh. sizes of trees, and you just drape it over the tree. Um, some people will put little wooden stakes up and make like a little canopy over the top of small trees, and that will keep the birds from coming in and plucking the fruit and stealing it. 
Oh, great. Yeah, the, right, uh, the, sugar, I... the sugar plum fairy comes in the middle of the night, right? And dances. And, and dances. And Rick loves dance of the sugar plum fairy. Oh, I love it. I got to play <laughs> okay. the role of the, the mom. What's the name of the mom in, in the Nutcracker? Mother or something. Anyhow, I got to play you that role me. once. I got to play that role once. It was fun. Makeup and all. Okay, so, Joanne, what was, your, right, uh, uh, what was well, your additional question? Um. Uh, when do uh, I know I have to prune it, and I don't know anything about pruning the tree. When do I prune? Dead of winter. <laughs> okay. I'm winter? serious. Late, after all the leaves have fallen off the tree and the tree is starting to go dormant, it's easiest to see the shape of the tree. So then it makes okay. it easy for us to find crisscrossing branches, weak branches, open up the canopy, because you don't have all the leaves in the way, so you can see everything. Okay, okay. And I'll, uh, I'll get your book and read up on it. Hey, thank you very much, Joanne. Appreciate that. Well, well, thank you so much. All right, thank you. Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm going to be on the Lakeshore June 16th. June 16th uh, posted that in social media yesterday at the Muskegon Farmer's Market. We'll do a book signing there. Uh, June 16th from 10 a.m. to noon at the Muskegon Farmer's Market. Our good friend Brian McKenzie with Bartlett Tree Experts checks in with me about the uh, air conditioning issue and says, touchy subject, my friend. (laughs) However odd is a matter of opinion, Christy. So there you have it. Thank you very much, I have lots of opinions. (laughs) Talk to Jim in Kentwood. Jim, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Uh, Good morning. I got a quick question on grape hyacinths. Uh, I got a ton of them, and they're being invaded by dandelions and grasses and all that. When can I or should I cut the stem off, and then when could I transplant them? Yeah, did they bloom nicely for you this year? Beautiful. Yeah, you could probably mow those, couldn't you? Yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, at this point yeah. you could. Yeah, because well, they're, they're up among up in a little bit of a terrace area, so I don't want to. I don't put my lawnmower up there. Oh, oh okay. You can do it with a shears or a weed, weed whacker. Weed whacker. Weed, yeah. whacker. Mm. weed whacker. Whack them off. Yeah, and then of course you'll see the foliage in fall, right, Jim? Yeah, but do I cut uh, the green leaves off too? Then yeah, you can you can chop those back whenever you need to. Otherwise, your other option, Christy, maybe would be the over the top spray, the grass uh, over the top spray to right. help Jim out with well, the weeds. Well, with the grasses, but it won't do anything for the broadleaf weeds, unfortunately. Okay. okay. What if I just dig them up and transplant them? Oh, you can transplant grape hyacinths, absolutely. I mean, they're just so uh, hardy, easy to grow. Usually we do that in fall, Jim. Okay. okay. Uh, and, and that's when people will plant uh, grape hyacinths. So if you could, could uh, you know, on the dandelions, if you could just mechanically pull those out, it's probably yeah. your best bet. Yeah, well, there is amongst the whole thing. When I pull those out, I pull all the bulbs out, too. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh, I'll, I'll wait till the fall and get them going. I'll have them all cut down by them and just plant the actual bulb part of the flower, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay, got you. Got your book and enjoy it very much. Hey, Jim, thank you for your support. Appreciate that. Thank you yeah, very Kat, much. Kathy gave it to me. Hey, wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Yes, Kathy was at the, uh, the book signing at Schuler Books. Thank you very much. 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. Let's take a quick break here. We'll cultivate a little commerce and then get back to the phone lines. Folks from Hudsonville to Holland and beyond. We'll give you a good swift kick in the plants. That's coming up right after the break here on the Flowerland Show. Stay tuned. Days all night, play all day. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. These guys have been wetting their plants for 25 straight years. You're hearing Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show. Here again are Rick, Doug, and Christy. All right, don't operate by the seed of your plants. That's why we're here for you on the Flowerland sh- uh, Show. Thank you very much. 616-774-2424. Okay, you are having nothing but te- technical difficulties over there. I'm okay. <laughs> I didn't know microphones could do backflips. <laughs> there are What's uh, in that drink today? Yeah, there are three containers <laughs> over there here. on the desk. What's going on over there? Nothing. <laughs> Trying to maintain control of this show. <laughs> that was your first mistake. <laughs> Rick, Doug, Christy, two fun guys and a crackpot on your Saturday morning. Let's go right back to uh, busy calls because we've got uh, calls from New Era to Grand Rapids to Hudsonville to Holland. Let's go to Hudsonville here a minute. We'll talk to John. John, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hey, good morning. I have a red bud tree that uh, a couple of years ago got a uh, barkworm. And uh, it started to wilt the leaves up pretty good. The tree comes up probably two to three feet off the ground and then has three primary branches. Um, One of them completely died. The other one is this year fairly dead, not all the way. And then the third one is pretty healthy, and it's got shoots coming off from it. Have you been treating for this? Yeah, I put it. I went to uh, this great place locally, Flowerland. um, Thank you very much. I got a I got a soak that I poured all around it, and it seems to have killed worm, and then it revitalized a little bit of the tree. Okay. Am I gonna eventually just lose this tree? I was encouraged when those bran- the the new branches start coming off from the one that survived. You 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 probably will not lose the whole tree. It'll look really bizarre though because you had those three main trunks, and you'll probably you've already lost one. You're probably gonna lose the second one depending on how far gone it was. So you're gonna just have this one weird little trunk sticking up with new growth coming off of it. Is it? Uh, am I am I in a good position where if I could I encourage the growth of the good tree and the new shoots? Yes. If I just cut the other one right off right now. If it's if it seems like it's still in decline, I would get rid of it because all it's doing is sucking energy from the tree and weakening it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Now I got to decide whether I want a uh, goofy looking thing. It's the primary uh, ornament tree out in front of my house. Oh, that's kind of hurts. Yeah. How, how much sun's it in? Is it out in the expi- out in the open? It's a ton of sun. Yeah. Lots of sun. Yeah, so you're looking at that plant, and the plant where it's at, it's probably not the plant that would prefer to be in. It would probably be a, a, a better plant with bigger trees around it. 
Um, you look at the soil, the turf around it, it's probably not getting as much energy. And so what happens, the plant goes under a little stress, and then the, the bugs figure it out, and then it, it, it homed in on that one or two limbs. And so, yeah, you're right. right. It probably will continue to grow, but you're going to have to do more uh, deep feeding, uh, whether it's with uh, water and food and fertilizer. But you're probably going to have to take some special care for that tree for a while. So it's going right. to need some care. So normally what I do is I bore around, I put boreholes around it, about one every uh, one to two feet, and then uh, put malorganite down in the holes. Yeah, and that's great and for that's, the feed part, yeah. but, you know, you got the moisture part, too, especially with some of the temperatures yeah. we've had. So, um, you know, and people say, well, the sprinkling's getting it. Well, it's not Sprinklers are for lawns, not so for trees. Under stress, <laughs> so in other right? words, you're saying it tends to be an understory tree as opposed to be an out in the open of, the, of a Correct. lawn tree. Then it's it wants to be here. a little buddy. <laughs> Oh, it wants uh, to be a red it. bud. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, a red buddy. All <laughs> yep. right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, John. Uh, Doug, Kathy on Facebook says, my lilacs have always bloomed purple. This year, some of the clusters are white. What's missing in my soil to allow this to happen? Bushes are over five years old. We were chatting about that, um, and the uh, it's not necessarily something in the soil or a ph issue but like you deal with on hydrangeas that's the thing yeah the 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 thing doug is that uh, many people do not realize that many of these landscape plants are grown on rootstocks right and uh, sometimes if the rootstock if the plant reverts or grows from the rootstock or whatever uh, you might get white blooms on a on a purple lilac very possible i mean yeah. that can happen can overtake yeah and uh, without seeing the plant, uh, odds are that's probably what happened. I had read somewhere, interestingly enough, Doug, that on some lilacs they also use privet as a, a rootstock, hmm. which I found very interesting. Well, that's tough. They would do that. Yeah, yeah it's tough, exactly. Uh, so odds are, Kathy, that uh, that's reverted to the uh, the rootstock that was used on that plant 616-774-2424 our number here on the flower land show dave and holland next dave good morning you are on the flower land show good morning good morning my question is with roses uh the rose buds are just starting to come out and we were looking at the buds and there's a small <laughs> worm that's um actually looks like it's eating the it bud. is <laughs> it's eating the bud <laughs> yes yeah, and, and that's we see those occasionally. Um, it's not something that's common every year. You can treat with a general uh, systemic insecticide, either as a drench or as a spray, so that it goes into the plant system. It doesn't wash away with the rain. And the buds that are already chewed, obviously, are going to basically dry up and fall off. But as the bu other buds open, we want to protect them. Okay, now we did put the granular, granular um, systemic at the base. And that was done probably a week ago? Yeah, keep in mind it takes two to four weeks for those systemics to work their way all the way to the top of the plant, which is where a lot of the buds are at the ends. So we so, should immediately do... Uh, I, I would I would get a spray, even if it's just a ready-to-use, to temporarily protect the plant until that granular systemic can get up through the plant system. Okay. Okay, and then uh, another just a quick question on hydrangeas. Um, along the lakeshore, we have a lot of uh, dead sticks. And it's just uh, seems like I talk with people all along here. Is that something just cut them off and don't worry about them? But it seems a, a lot more than usual. I wouldn't cut off the sticks, Dave. If these are macrophylla hydrangeas, and I live along the lakeshore, and I am amazed at how beautiful the hydrangeas are in summer with, uh, from people I know that do nothing with them. 
And in many cases, if you cut those, as you call them, sticks off, uh, you're, you're cutting out flower blooms for the summer. Well, the key is dead. Yeah. yeah, whether that's, or not it's that's dead. That's the key. So, you know, like Rick says, you'd, you'd want to leave those. If, you, if you're not sure and if you, uh, you want to kind of figure it out, take your shears and just kind of scrape the bark and see if it's yeah. brown. So, some plants are a little little later out of the box this year well, because again, of the earlier April weather we had. We've been, we're two weeks behind on a lot of this stuff. And yeah. probably along Lakeshore, you're even you know, that oh, much further. Oh, good grief, so, Doug. Yeah, it, and that so, is exactly the So key. make sure that it's that point, but then yeah. at that point you could uh, – determine if it's alive leave it on if it's not then you could probably do that shearing but yeah after this weekend of 90 degree temperatures my my butterfly bush have finally thrown up sprouts that are about three or four inches but tall again, that's another it's, it's behind it's behind they come up late so. Yep. so give it a little time dave and based on its exposure we'll see whether or not uh, that that tissue is is dead now it's a whole other matter and that's the problem with hydrangeas and they can be confusing make sure to go to myflowerland.com and in the header bar, you'll be able to find info. We have info sheets. And uh, Rick Doug Christie wrote an info sheet on hydrangeas that you can reference to help take some of the confusion out of it. If it's an Annabelle hydrangea, you know, then that's a whole other matter. Yeah, so. I prune those down, and they're already exactly. three yeah. feet tall. You prune them down to Man, the ground. So you, the, and they got buds on them already. And yeah. The key is identifying what type of hydrangea, Dave. Okay. Great. Hey, thank you very much. Enjoy right. your weekend. Thank you. You too. Thank you very much. 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. We're high above downtown Grand Rapids. Uh, what, nine floors up? We are. Looking out the window. Just got That's a message why you push here. nine on the elevator. We got a visitor here. Audrey is in the lobby. Oh. Oh, friends of Grand Rapids guests. Parks. Yeah, we'll have to run down there during now, the Christy. news break. And, uh, Nobody told me we were having gas. I didn't clean up. <laughs> you were supposed to provide the dessert, Christy. Yeah, we're, we're in big trouble then. I got a half a bottle. Never mind. You can't have any of this. Oh, my <laughs> word. All right. I uh, got a moment here yet. Let's, uh, let us talk to uh, Trisha in New Era. Trisha, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hello, Trisha. Are you, are you speaking to me? Trisha, yes. Is this Trisha? Okay. It's Patricia, yeah. Patricia, all right. That's it. Okay, I have two questions. Well, anyway, good morning, and thank you for your show. I love it. Thank you very um, much. I have two questions. I'll give you the least complicated first. I have ants on my peony flowers, and I sprayed them last year, and all the flowers fell off. And we're giving, uh, we're giving thumb. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Thumbs up here. It's great that you have ants on your peony flowers. They're but not going to hurt your peonies. It's not going to make the peonies flower any better. It's not going to hurt Correct. them. Correct. They All, like the little uh, sweet juices that leak out of the buds, and that's why they like to climb oh. up them. Yep. So just let the ants go. Let them, leave them alone. Leave let them have fun. Leave your ants and your plants. There you go. <laughs> oh, then I'll have flowers this year. <laughs> what's Wonderful. Your, what's your second okay. question? My second question is we have three pear trees, and uh, we've tried everything um, in the past. And nothing seems to work. We get black spots on the leaves. We got. We went to a, a fruit farmer. He gave us some of these red sticks. I don't know what they're called. We hung them in the tree that was supposed to cure the problem. That didn't help either. So we get this like like blight or something on the leaves, black. And then the fruit gets. Um, all right. Well, let's let me mention uh, let me mention Patricia right off the top. First of all, make sure you've got that tree on a good pruning program, probably on an annual basis. And we would do that in the winter, uh, taking out full branches to allow sunlight and air movement through the canopy. Pruning is so, so important. Dormant spraying in the spring, like we talked about before, late March, early April. The, uh, the trunk, the branches, everything. And then a good spray program starting as soon as the tree leaves out. Patricia, we got to run. Uh, thank you very much for your call. What are you using for spray? Bonide Orchard Spray. That's the natural one. Bonide Orchard Spray. Thank you, Patricia. Appreciate it. We're at the top of the hour. We're going to break for news. Another hour of the Flowerland Show coming your way. We'll slip in as many calls as we can in the next hour and give you a good swift kick in the plants. It's Rick Doug Christie on your Saturday morning. Stay tuned. The news is next here on News Radio Wood 1300 106.9 FM. These guys have been decomposing for years. The Flowerland Garden Show is playing live on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. All right, I just wet my plants. It's the Flowerland Show. Second hour, Rick Doug Christie left to right across your radio dial. Engineer producer extraordinaire Brian Fongers at the controls. And uh, George Arthur behind the glass. He'll take your call. 616-774-2424 is our number. Going to get right back to the uh, phone calls, guys. Uh, visitor here in the studio. It's always nice to have uh, yeah guests. Guests. <laughs> and Christy was going to bring dessert, right? That's Yep. And that's why Nobody we got told me that. <laughs> all dressed up this morning. I have half a Twinkie in my purse. <laughs> Would you like no, a half gone. a Twinkie? It's gone. Oh, sure. It, it sounds a, delicious. Oh, you, already, you got into my purse and took it already, yeah, Doug? We already took it. Never oh, mind. I gave it to Brian. <laughs> with us in studio, Audrey Huey. Uh, Audrey with uh, Friends of Grand Rapids Parks. Audrey, Stephanie have been on the show before. The great mm-hmm. work that Friends of Grand Rapids Parks do and they do something pretty interesting because a, a call that we get often on the show here is about pruning issues. Mm-hmm. How do I prune? What do I prune? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And Audrey, you have a unique opportunity for people to uh, maybe get some hands-on experience with pruning. 
Yes, we do. So um, here at Friends, we host every summer, we host our pruning session, which is called After Work Tree Time. So during this pruning session, we go around to different parts of the city um, and we teach people how to prune and we prune all sorts of um, right away trees, park trees. We get to explore different parts of the city and we just help beautify our city and make it a better place. Yeah, because I'm thinking if you walk into somebody's yard, you got to get permission first, right? Yeah. So they're all in the right away. So we're not we're not trespassing on anyone's (laughs) property. Um, or they're in parks, which is really fun when we get to do it in a park, but we're, um, yeah, we do a lot of like young tree care, but, uh, no experience is necessary to come and prune with us. We will teach you everything you need to know. And you, um, so many people that come and prune with us then take that back to their own yards and realize like, Oh, I can, uh, I need to remove this branch because it's rubbing on this one. So that's going to create a wound eventually. And then, um, the tree's going to fall in my car. So oh. if I if I join you, do I bring my chainsaw along? Or <laughs> no, no. We have all the tools necessary. Oh, okay. um, yes. So we have all the safety equipment and all of the tools necessary in order to get it done. Uh, we just ask that people come um, dressed appropriately for the weather, obviously, and that they wear closed-toed shoes. Okay, so you can learn a little bit about pruning and do a good thing with friends of Grand Rapids Parks. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, it's pretty much every Thursday night, but you're doing it today also. Yes. So today is our season kickoff. So we will be at Fuller Park, um, which is right south of Michigan on Fuller and uh, from two to four. So we will be out there pruning trees today and doing our kickoff event. But then besides that, we it will be every Thursday at different different parts of the city um, from 530 to 730. So oh, pretty cool. Yeah. We like to have a little an after work opportunity for people to come and spend some time with trees. Get some exercise, fresh air, hang out with uh, with friends of Grand yeah, Rapids it's, Park. It's quite the exercise. It's, it's good um, time. It's surprising how many muscles you use when pruning trees. Can you stick around a minute, Audrey? Yes, of course. All right. Audrey Huey with Friends of Grand Rapids Parks. Let's talk to Carl in Grand Rapids. Carl, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Yes, I bought some uh, big fruit trees from you about 10 years ago, and they're Last few years, not getting many cherries on there. I just wonder, those trees, they're, they're the dwarf type, do they last very long? Or? Yeah, well, they're probably semi-dwarf, uh, and they do last a fair amount of years. So uh, how are you doing on flowering? Are you, are you seeing a lot of flowering? Yeah, it seemed like I had a lot of flowers, and I had a, a whole bunch of buds, too. You know, I had a whole bunch of buds that come out, but then a lot of the buds they just kind of fell off and... Okay, so usually when a plant throws off buds like that, it either means, it does it for two reasons. One, it has too many flowers that it can't support all of them. Usually you'll lose a small percentage at that point. But otherwise, it's usually a sign of stress at the time that the bud is set. So are you... Again, further uh, previous discussions, are these plants well-fed? Are they being watered on a regular basis? And Um, pruning, pruning, pruning. pruning. pruning, Because in your Mm -hmm. case, and for folks keeping score at home, Carl, we're talking about a Bing cherry. It's a cherry tree. and uh, uh, Hopefully we're talking about two varieties of cherry trees because they have to have pollination. Yes. Yes. So you have to have pollination. and then two. Okay. And then it's two different varieties. Two different varieties. There, uh, There is two Bing trees. Then there's two uh, uh, sweet cherry trees across from them. Okay, perfect. Okay. Good. Uh, so that pruning in winter, Carl, and opening up the canopy and good, uh, you know, almost on an annual basis, making sure we're doing that to have a good, healthy tree. And then, Christy, as you said, feeding also. 
uh, very, very important. A lot of energy. These... A lot of energy goes into setting those buds, making sure. those flowers, producing that fruit. Well, maybe I'm not putting enough uh, fertilizer down. I just put some poop coop down, then I had some stuff I bought from Starks, and then I had some water stuff you mix with water I bought from Starks. Carl, then... Carl, the question, though, is have you been pruning in winter? Oh, yes. Oh, okay, yes, good. every year. Excellent. Excellent. Well, and the That's... most important time to fertilize that tree is in the fall. Basically, as the leaves are falling off, we want to put the fertilizer in then because that's when trees store all the sugars, carbohydrates that get them through the winter and make them strong on the other side. Okay, I never fed in the fall. That's yeah. what I'm going to have to do then. Okay. Yeah, for deciduous trees in general, it's a great time of year to, uh, to feed, Christy, as the leaves are falling off the trees. Thanks for your call, Carl. Uh, appreciate that. Let's talk to Wanda next. Wanda, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Morning. Good morning. I have a uh, question about I have bulbs and I have weeds and grass growing in the bulbs. I wondered if there was a spray out there that I could spray and not uh, kill the bulbs. There's, there's sprays you can get that are selective for the grasses. Unfortunately, there are not selective killers for broadleaf weeds. But let's let's uh, touch on one quick thing here a minute that Wanda's mentioning, and that is I think a lot of people have the misconception, Christy, that with these weed killers, we're spraying them on the soil and that it's being absorbed by yeah. the soil. And the, nope. the case here is that you want temperatures at 60 degrees or warmer, and you have to spray it directly on the foliage of the offending weed. Correct. And that's how those herbicides work. So, okay, so if applied properly, it's not going to affect any of your bulb flowers, Wanda. Okay, because it's it's impossible to get down there and pull all those weeds out between all these bulbs. Sure. Right. But if you get one of the little trigger spray bottles and those little handheld ones and get right on the on the center of the weed and spray it in the center, it will travel down through the foliage into the roots to kill the weed. You just don't want to get any of the spray on the green part of the bulb plant. Okay, so what what do I buy then? Well, I like Bonide Weed Beater Ultra. It comes in a nice little handy trigger spray bottle. Works really well, really strong, kills almost every weed there is. So Bonide Weed Beater Ultra, Bonide Weed Beater Ultra is what we would apply, Wanda. And thank you very much for your call. Audrey Huey in the studio with us, friends of Grand Rapids Parks. I just noticed in social media that in addition to the uh, community gathering and and the pruning and that kind of thing, you have barbecue and beautify, too. That yes. looks pretty cool to me. So yeah. we get some barbecue, too? <laughs> yeah, so our barbecue and beautify series um, is a neighborhood activation, neighborhood park activation series that we do every summer where we go around to different neighborhood parks that are kind of not as loved as we think that they should be. And okay. um, we bring in a food sponsor and um, after we spend some time beautifying the park, so we'll do trash cleanup, we'll prune some bushes, we'll prune the trees, we'll sometimes do some painting or adding mulch or something like that. And then we celebrate. And, um, awesome. Yeah. Barbecue is great for celebration. You bet. Yeah, yeah I love it's it. It's a super fun series. All right, let's chat a little further. Uh, we have an open phone line first time this morning, so if you're thinking of calling <laughs> in, give us a call. 616-774-2424. That's 616 616- that's not my cell phone. No, number, right? no, no, no. Okay. 616-774-2424 here on the Flower Land Show. We'll take a quick break, cultivate a little commerce, line up some phone calls and more with Audrey Huey, friends of Grand Rapids Parks. we got to check in on that green gala coming up also. It's Rick Doug Christie on your Saturday morning. Stay tuned.
proudly making entrepreneurs in West Michigan since 1993. It's 25 years of the Flowerland Garden Show here on Wood Radio. All right, your shovel-ready stimulus. Here it is, the Flowerland Show. Don't get caught with your plants down. We're here for you, Rick Doug Christie, on your Saturday morning. Make sure to visit myflowerland.com. Thank you very mulch.com. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Look for us on Facebook also. We keep you uh, composted during the week mm-hmm. on what's going on. Audrey Huey with us, friends of Grand Rapids Parks. Let's, good morning. Uh, good morning. It's great to have you here, Audrey. I want to talk to you in a moment about the Green Gala coming up, too. Yes. I had That was fun last year. Yes, I, it was. What a kick in the plants. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk to, uh, I believe it's Rochelle in Cedar Springs next. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Did I get your name right? Yes, you did. Yay, Rochelle. So what can we help you with this morning? Okay, so I planted three rhododendrons in the spring, and they kind of got beat up over the summer, and all the leaves turned brown and fell off. Oh. Oh. Uh, So (laughs) they look pretty uh, not doing so well right now. I was wondering if they are goners or if there's something I can do to bring them back. So last year they turned brown and the leaves fell off. Yeah, I have no leaves. And there's no leaves on them right now? None. I've got one little branch with some green leaves on it. Rochelle, what do you think happened? I'm not sure. Um, We have a really windy front yard, and I think that, I mean, a few branches fell off. Okay. I'm not really sure. When did the leaves turn brown and fall off? Did that happen during the winter or during the growing season last year? Um, no, during the fall, like when every other leaf fell off. And I just thought it was normal. I didn't do my research. And... Okay. Well, bear in mind, uh, Rochelle, that a rhododendron is a broadleaf evergreen. They're not deciduous, mm-hmm. so the leaves should not fall off. Yeah, so, and I learned that after. <laughs> yeah, so if the leaves have fallen off, odds are you probably have lost the plants. Okay. They're also a plant that requires some winter protection because they're a broadleaf evergreen. So they Unless do, they're planted in the right spot. Unless they're in the right spot. So in other words, if they were on the north or east side of a home where they're protected from the winter sun when it's low in the south, mm-hmm. that helps. And Doug, rhododendrons, too, have a small root system comparatively to the top of the plant. So there's not a lot of margin for error as far as water is concerned, less. right? Yes, yeah. You okay. have to keep them watered, well watered in the summer. But your, your plant in the right spot is going to be key. I think this is probably a plant that's... that's what I, I had a feeling because yep. the wind just... I, I lose a branch a week. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, and the other important thing to remember, if you think back to last year, August and September, we had drought conditions. Okay. Fall that never ended, you know. Yeah, Yeah, it it just just made more stress. And it was hot, yes. So odds are, I'm sorry to report, Rochelle, that you probably lost those rhododendrons. Well, good to know that I can replace them now versus waiting for them to do something. Yeah, and and you may want to pick something other than rhododendron for that spot. There are many great choices of deciduous plants that maybe you could pick for that spot. And then if you want to try rhodes, I would not discourage you from doing that. But like Doug says, we may have to pick a different spot for them. Okay. 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 Well, good to know. All right. Thank you, so much. Thank you, Rochelle. Appreciate your call. 616-774-2424, a number here on the Flowerland Show. Carol in Grand Rapids is next. Carol, good morning. Yes, good morning. Um, I have a fuchsia plant. I understand they need a lot of water, and it gets the afternoon sun. And somebody says it might be too much sun for it, so I 
I think, the west end of the wall. Well, a lot of water is relative. If I recall correctly in my mind, fuchsia is native of uh, Mexico and, and South America. So it loves the heat and it loves humidity, but it is what we consider a shade plant, meaning... Uh, you know, you really don't want your fuchsia to get maybe more than four hours of sunlight a day or filtered light. And then as far as water is concerned, that's relative to this. Is this in a hanging basket, Carol? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's relative to the uh, size of the basket and the volume of the soil that is in that basket. Obviously, if we have a smaller basket, it's going to dry out quickly in wind and heat. And you're able to tell whether or not the fuchsia needs water by lifting up on the bottom of the basket and telling by the weight of the hanging basket whether or not it needs to be watered. And then when you water, making sure to water thoroughly so that the water's running out of the bottom of the basket. But in a windy, sunny exposure, you may struggle a little bit with that fuchsia. And you may want to consider, if you want to try it, uh, upsizing into a little larger size pot. Thank you for your help. Oh, All right, you bet. Eggshells in my water. Is that good for them, eggshells? It, it doesn't hurt them. But, you know, one of the things Rick did talk about is the watering, okay? And sometimes what he does is recommend putting it in a bigger pot or setting it in a bowl of water. Yeah. If you can do that. Because a lot of times what will happen is the water will run on the outside of the root system, never get to the inside of that root system. So sometimes just setting it in water is a better way to go. Absolutely. A dunking or a drenching a dunking. for our hanging yep. baskets. As those root systems develop, as Doug said, the water will run across the top and then down the sides as the soil contracts away from the side of the pot. Also, we can use diaper technology, Christy. With some of our uh, yeah, our blooming so, soil plants. moist existed first. <laughs> soil moist, Carol. They're polymers that can be put in the soil, and they have a, a, a tremendous ability to retain moisture, uh, yeah. and that helps some people out in difficult situations. Also, it's the same technology used in Pampers or <laughs> any other type of. Because uh, di- you know this. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> I, I do know this. Yes. And it's free advice. TMI. Too much information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rick, nobody go, wants Carol. to hear about your diapers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, you know. I now, gotta, that, now you're a grandpa, you got to talk about it, right? <laughs> you know. Hey, uh, uh, opportunity. Yeah, I just exactly. wet my plants. <laughs> I just wet my plants.com. Yeah, the book's available at Flowerland stores, Schuler bookstores, and, uh, of course, online. You can get the link at thankyouverymulch.com. As a matter of fact, uh, Audrey, seated next to us, contributed to the book in an indirect way. One of the <laughs> one of the chapters is called "Here Comes Planta Claws." That was yes. your line, uh, Audrey. Yes, it is. That was uh, a couple months ago when I was on. Yeah. I think. And, Did you get um, that royalty check yet? No. <laughs> Not quite. Doug and I are nope. still waiting too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fr- Friends of Grand Rapids Parks, you got the Green Gala coming up. I went to that yes, last year. We do. Boy, was that a great party. Oh, man. Yeah, it was my first one last year, and I was very impressed. <laughs> and anybody can come? Uh, yep, anyone can come. We have our tickets available online. We like to deem that it is the uh, greenest gala of the year, the greenest event of the year. It's fun. You can get mm-hmm. uh, dressed up or semi dressed up and hang out on the lawn with all these tree people. And mm-hmm. uh, So it's up it in was Reservoir Park this year. So Reservoir Park. Park. Mm-hmm. That's up by Lookout Park. So okay. we'll have a beautiful over, like overlook of the city, and it's going to be in the evening. So we'll see the sunset. Did he and just say he went to a party semi dressed? <laughs> I, so. I think he might. Have. I think that's what he just said. No, semi dressed up. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Semi, you know, you don't wear your work clothes there, but you don't have to wear a suit and tie either. Exactly. It's right? a it's a casual but still fun event. So yeah. we have a lot of people that show up in some really fun green clothes. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Building, which is really fun. We're kind of going with a bit of a neon theme this year. Neon. So, yeah, because it's our 10 year anniversary. 10 year anniversary. It's time for me to get the uh, lime green leisure suit out for <laughs> there this you event go. this year. <laughs> you guys going to let me in? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Friends of Grand Rapids Parks. Look for them on uh, on Facebook. Uh are you bored yet, or can you stick around a few more minutes? I can stick around. Audrey Huey, friends of Grand Rapids Parks. We're going to take a break here on the Flowerland Show. Our number is 616-774-2424. It's Rick, Doug, Christie on your Saturday morning. The news is next. Stay tuned. It's Open Lawn Saturday, and the Flowerland Garden Show is taking your calls now at 616-774-2424. Now more of Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show. All right, use your two lips and speak to me. Rick Weiss here, Doug Christie, seated alongside, left to right across your radio dial. Brian Fonger's at the controls, George Arthur behind the glass. Special guest visiting us in the studio, Audrey Huey, Friends of Grand Rapids Parks. Good morning. Look for Friends of Grand Rapids Parks, all the great work that they do here in the city of Grand Rapids. And uh, again, as a reminder, if you're just tuning in, if you want to learn a little something about pruning and do something good Mm -hmm. in the process, they might even let you wear one of those cool safety uh, vests, those yellow safety vests. Yes. Yes, we do. And also safety helmets. That you can bring your own stickers. Wait a minute. Yeah. We get to wear a helmet? <laughs> I'm yeah. in. Uh, uh, we like to be as safe as we can. So when working with overhead extended rods, we make sure that people wear um, some hard hats. But we make it fun. And so we have a bunch of stickers on a bunch of our ha- hard hats. Yay. Um, That's so, kind of like you know, when you, you were a kid. You can customize them. Yeah, you, on your lunchbox, right? Exactly. Yeah. Not all of them do, but you know, if you if you come a couple times, then we will give you a helmet in order to can, put. Can I bring my own it. hard hat? Because I've got one. <laughs> um, you can, but we provide everything necessary. Wow, cool. So, all right. Why put it? Why bring it if you don't have to? Look for friends of Grand Rapids Parks on Facebook today. You guys are going to be out there in the park. Nice, yep. cool day to do it. Pruning. Yeah, Fuller Park. It's our season kickoff from 2 to 4. We'll be pruning trees. Anyone can come out. And then Thursday nights. Yep. And then for the rest of the summer, so through September, I think, actually, um, we will be uh, every Thursday night from 530 to 730, somewhere in the city, pruning trees. Doug, there's there's no more fun than that. And you get to wear the cool fluorescent <laughs> vest and a helmet. I think you're signed up. And it's pretty relaxing, too. It's very like a very meditative moment to just like spend some time with trees, get to know some other cool tree people. I like it. 
All right. Let's talk to Steve in Cedar Springs. Steve, good morning. You're on the Flower Flowerland show. Almost forgot where I was again. <laughs> Steve, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Stay good. staying grounded, Steve. Fantastic. Quick question. We planted six new uh, 15 to 18 foot Siberian spruce trees five, six years ago. Mm. And uh, they've done excellent. Uh, watered them uh, through the droughts, um, fertilize them every fall with uh, tree spikes. And this year we have one that the candle is droopy and the branches are just kind of hanging. Um, anything we should be doing, or should we get somebody else to look at it? Should Water. We spray it? Well, I would water it, water. but I'd also look along the trunk for any kind of, of wet spots. Look for bore damage. If the candles are droopy like that, sometimes we have bore damage. But a lot of times the new growth just does it on its own as well. Right. If it's under stress and with 90-degree temperatures, we've had the warm temperatures the last past week. That's where I would start. But, yeah, it probably— more, more, It's within um, six feet of a lake. Which is great, but I think Doug, you make a good point, and you, you know, I don't know what the the soil type is that you have there, uh, Steve. Light but, sand. Okay, yeah. So there you go, light well, sand, and, fre- and then, fresh new growth, and it, yeah, fresh new growth, you exactly. Know. And because you see all these evergreen plants right now, they're throwing out those candles. Correct. Their growth, and yep. uh, and we have to. Uh, we have to pay attention to plants and it's obviously trying to say something to you. And if it's a sandy soil, also consider the fact, Doug, uh, think about the name Siberian spruce. <laughs> now couple that with 90 degree temperatures, wind and heat. Right. So I think Doug's point is well taken, Steve. Okay. We'll water. And then if there is some activity on the bark, take a picture and bring it into the crack pot and have her look at it. Yeah, we just want to identify. We want to identify what's going on. If you see any kind of wet, leaky-looking spots along the trunk, um, there are things that need to be addressed. Okay, perfect. Love your show. Have a great weekend. Thank you very much, Steve. Appreciate that. We've got an open line. Jump on it. Six one six seven seven four twenty four twenty four. Our number here on the Flowerland Show. Let's talk to John in Lowell Township. John, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Where might one find some seedless watermelon plants? Great question. Have you tried getting on the internet to see if you could order uh, order some of those? Uh, I John? haven't. Okay. I uh, I know that my daughter works at a place in Lansing, and they this year they're starting to uh, find some. But I just thought maybe that you might. Fruit doesn't have much. I presume. Uh, I, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm doubtful of that. I just popped online for you here, John. Uh, I Googled it. And uh, there is a watermelon crunchy red F1 seed treated uh, watermelon seeds from Harris Seeds. They are $1,274.95. Wow. What a deal. However, this is ironic. The cost is $1,274.95, but they throw in free shipping. (laughs) (laughs) That's unbelievable. But no, there are less expensive uh, uh, seedless watermelon. But I I think that, oh, that's for 5,000 seeds. Yeah. Sorry. That's for 5,000 seeds. Well, and you're looking for the plant, not just the seeds, correct? For the plant. Yeah. Seeds are readily available. Yeah. Yeah. At various places. 
And, uh, you know, we carry the Chef Jeff line, and I know that we have watermelon plants, but I can't tell you off the top of my head, John, whether or not any of those are seedless. I'm, I'm not Okay. I'm not I tried. Sure. Uh, I, I was able to do successfully. My daughter planted, started some uh, seeds for me last year, and we had good luck. I had you know, had uh, two plants mm-hmm. and had uh, good luck with they. They produced rather nicely. Oh, wonderful! That's great. And I, you know, I'm sorry to inform you i just uh, i'm on my laptop here and i accidentally clicked add to my cart on those five thousand seeds so you may be getting a bill for twelve hundred seventy four dollars and ninety five cents hang up quick hang up quick (laughs) (laughs) just joking just joking um anyhow uh yeah not sure whether or not ours are seedless or not and i'm not going to make that assumption on air Uh, i i I just interesting because that's you go to the grocery store, go to Myers, and look at this box after box. I mean, big box of mm-hmm. seedless watermelons for sale. Right, right. And right. Uh, so that's. Yeah, I, w- I would think that they're available. And uh, I'm, I'm going to take a peek when I get back to the store, John. Not that that helps you any, but I am going to take a peek. Okay, well, I'm going to go out looking, and I'm going to stop by the Kentwood fruit basket a little bit later and see what what you have there. Thank you very much, John, and thank you for your support. We appreciate it. Okay, Rick. All right. Bye-bye. 616-774-2424, a number here on the Flowerland Show. Let's go to Muskegon and talk to Don. Hey, Don, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Staying grounded. What's going on? Hey, I have a Chinese red maple that I like to prune, but I have no clue. We just moved into the house that we bought, and it was there, but it's starting to get really bushy. Sure. With uh, Japanese maples, Doug, uh, uh, of course, they grow pretty well along the uh, the lakeshore because of the temperate climate protection that we have. Uh, but in the case of Don, as we often uh, recommend, as bushy as they can get, boy, winter's a great time to do that pruning. Yeah, no, but if you think about some of the Japanese maples, especially some of the thread laces, the le- you prune them from the inside out, you know, you prune yeah. them from underneath. So, uh, But I think if you moved into a house and, and you've got this new plan, it's not exactly what you want, the size. You know, you just start to do a little clipping and modify the si- size as you go. And, uh, you know, as long as you're not over aggressive, I think uh, it'll continue to work out for you. Yeah. So the, Trying to bring it down back to shape. Yeah, so the point is, uh, Don, what, what Doug's saying here is that uh, you could prune it now if you had to because sure. you're not going to kill the plant. And then take another look at it in winter when the foliage is off it, and you'll get a good look at the shape of the plant. Okay, then I'll, I'll just wait because it's not really in the way. It's just starting, you know, I don't want it to get in the way. Sure. So I'll just wait yeah. until winter and do it that way. There you go. You can see the branches then, yep. Thank you very much, Don. We'll take a break here on the Flowerland Show. I told you, Audrey, see, pruning, pruning, pruning. Mm-hmm. And people can learn by becoming a friend of the Grand Rapids Parks. We'll cultivate a little commerce. Be back with a final segment here. Slip in some calls and more with Audrey Huey, friends of Grand Rapids Parks. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Even after 25 years, they've gathered very little moss. This is the 25th anniversary of the Flowerland Garden Show, live on Wood Radio. 
Okie dokie, Artie Chokey with us in studio, our friend Audrey Huey, friends of Grand Rapids Parks. Audrey, a contributor to the book, I Just Wet My Plants. <laughs> Pick up your copy at a Flowerland store, Schuler Books and Music, or online. You can find the links at thankyouverymulch.com. Right back to uh, busy phone lines. Mary in Rockford is next. Mary, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thank you for taking my call, and happy anniversary to you guys. Thank you very much. Yes, show number 1,302 for us. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So yeah. many. Pretty amazing. Um, I, I love you, and I listen to you almost every week. I have a question about my figure maple. Um, it leafed out beautifully, and now it's a lot of the leaves are falling off. They're turning brown and curling up, and there's little black spots, which, you know, when looking really close, I thought they were insect eggs, but they're not. They're just in the leaf. And this is on a sugar maple where it's dropping its foliage right now? Yeah, yeah. Not and a ton, but it's it's just like all these leaves are uh, they're curling up on the tree and falling. Okay, so when we see, uh, for example, at this time of the year when green leaves fall to the ground, it's a petiole borer that uh, causes some of the leaves to drop off. If the leaves are curling up and falling, uh, there's a possibility that we could have an anthracnose issue. I've got experts here in the studio That's, with me. The curling is kind of the giveaway. We've seen a lot of tar spot this year, mm-hmm. but with the curling and the drop, I would I would lean towards anthracnose but also. tar spot, you generally see them on Norway varieties. Right. You generally yeah. see yellow to black. Right. So. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I would Audrey? agree. Um, yeah, that is not something that I've run into quite yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I, I would think, uh, Mary, chances are that if you Google anthracnose, uh, there's a possibility that that may be the issue with your, your maple tree. Generally, we see black spot later on in the season as those spots enlarge and coalesce. You know, we'll yeah. see those in August and September, but this early... Uh, I'm going to guess the possibility may be uh, an anthracnose issue, and if it's a large tree, possibly having an arborist take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a disease? Is it weather-related? Or yeah, it, it's weather-related. It's a disease, and uh, it's not going to kill your tree, but as you've noticed, can make things unsightly for a period of time. So will it improve, or does it need like spray or what not necessarily uh health of the tree is going to be critical this year especially if we have a hot dry summer making sure that the the tree gets watered if it hasn't been fed in the past maybe this fall as the leaves are dropping off the tree it'd be a great time to feed that maple tree and uh, and again if you're highly concerned about it and it's a large portion of the tree maybe having an arborist take a look at it yeah because you're looking at the ground you're looking Mm -hmm. at the stress compaction of soil you're looking at a lot of different things when somebody comes out and looks at it Mm -hmm. okay all right yeah and it gets plenty of water it's 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 surrounded by irrigation and sprinklers Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i I don't think it's water yeah but sprinklers in the in our lawn are made for our turf they're not really made for trees Correct. Mm-hmm. So if we get a hot, dry period, you may have to uh, you may have to supplement that, Mary. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. All I right. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Mary. Appreciate that. Six one six seven seven four twenty four twenty four. Our number here on the Flowerland Show. Audrey, uh, that brings up mm-hmm. a thought. Uh, you manage the, you help manage those trees in the city of Grand Rapids. What's the predominant species? Uh, it is definitely maple. So someone 40, 60 years ago really loved their maple trees, and mm. we now have almost 40% of our tree, urban tree canopy 
uh, to be maple trees. They still love the maple trees. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, we're not planting as many, though, because we see problems like this, where you plant too many of the same species in the same area, and like our ash trees or our elm trees before, um, they're prone to a lot more diseases that way because you have bugs that love maples or or love ash or love elm yeah and then they come in and eat them all and And ash trees had to be a high part of the percentage at one point until we got eab yep emerald ash borer about seven eight years ago yeah so Um, now you're saying the number two species is uh locust so but we have Hmm. but uh yeah, almost forty percent is is maples, and actually you can you can look at that for yourself on our tree plotter app, where you can look at all of the publicly owned trees. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Inter- yes, I like that. We got to talk about that. Uh, John in Rockford next. John, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hello, John. Hello. Are you- hello, John. Oh. Nope, it's Jack. Oh, Jack. Jack. All right, Jack. <laughs> how can we help you? Um. I got some rhododendrons that have blossomed. Can I replant them now? Is this all right to do it now? Or How big are they? Them? How big are they? Oh, they're, after they've been trimmed, they're probably four foot high and three, four foot wide. Yeah, so you can. I'm the, you know, Rick's talked about this many times. They've got a pretty small root system. Probably not the best time to do it as we go into the heat of the summer, okay? Right. But as a rule, that's a plant that is movable. And, uh, you know, when I go out to the rhododendron farms, it's amazing how big they move those. So okay. uh, four foot well, is pretty comfortable. I didn't know if it's now because now aren't they going to start setting their blossoms for next year? That's correct. That yeah, that's correct. But we're also going to have some temperatures that are going to be very hard mm-hmm. to move. So, But if you can get enough root system and make the move quickly, um, I would have no problem with that. Okay. Otherwise, you know, It's not until, ideal when you're doing a 90-degree heat, though. We'll tell you that. Right. Wait until fall otherwise? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's what I need to know. I just, like I said, they're getting pretty much too big for the front of the house and i just want to get new ones to put up there and after trimming them so much it's just they're more stocky than they are yeah so this fall maybe what you do you give up uh the flowers for one year you do a little bit of a a trimming back get them back and then you'll be able to make that move a little easier okay yeah i would agree fall would be the time to do it john thanks for your call appreciate that nancy in greenville next nancy good morning you're on the flowerland show good morning um a quick question i have a large flower garden and I'm wondering if there is some type of a one-size-fits-all fertilizer that I can just sprinkle over the whole thing instead of having a bunch of different kinds for different plants. I would use garden tone or flower garden. tone. Which would be the best? Use flower tone. That'll do bulbs. That'll do perennials. It'll do annuals. Great. Most of it is perennials. Okay. Then the flower tone would be excellent. Okay. Just sprinkle it. And I have cedar mulch over it. So do I need to use extra? No, but you want to water it in rather than just leave it laying on the top. It'll be more effective if you water it in. Nancy okay. lives in uh, Greenville, and I'm just scratching my head here. I'm thinking, yeah, I, I would agree. Flower, ta- flower tone would be a good choice, and I'm trying to think of where I could get that. Um, there's a store in Grand Rapids that I that I like to shop at when I go there into Grand Rapids, and it's called Flowerland. Nancy, the check <laughs> is in the mail. Thank you very much. Uh, I was hoping I, she said that. I, my Do friend. I get two checks if I tell you that I'm in the midst of reading your book right now? <laughs> Nancy, two checks in the mail. Thank you very much. Oh, I love it, Nancy. You made my day. Okay, thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Audrey Huey, thanks for joining us uh, in yeah, the studio. You are always welcome. Friends of Grand Rapids time. Parks. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be at Fuller Park today at what time? Two o'clock. Two, two to o'clock. four. Two to four if you want to learn about pruning and yep. get involved.
Look for Come Audrey. She's dirty. gonna be wearing the helmet with stickers on it. <laughs> yes, I will. Thanks, Audrey. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. Thank you, George. Thank you, Doug, Christy, and all our entrepreneur friends across the rooted plain. Enjoy this beautiful weekend, and we'll talk to you next week again here on the Flowerland Show. See ya. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.